0: Welcome to the Developer Spotlight on the Foldout Gaming Podcast. In the Developer Spotlight, we sit down with VR industry professionals. This week, Jay and Nat are chatting with Celine Tricart, writer and director of a new game that's coming up, Fight Back. Celine, thank you for joining us.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Well, we're saying thank you. We got to say thank you to our sponsor, Asterian Products. They make all kinds of AR, VR accessories. You got to check them out on Amazon if you want one of our beautiful glowing VR stands we have here. The code Full Dive Ten will save you an extra ten percent off. We're excited to have you on. It sounds like you have a lot of history in the VR industry. Can you tell us, our listeners who don't know who you are, a little bit more about yourself and what brought you into the VR world?
1: Yeah, sure thing. So. I'm originally from the film industry, actually. I was working on movies for many, many years, and I was an expert in new technologies in the film industry, such as Stereoscopic 3D, which is, you know, when you go see a movie, you put the glasses and you see in three dimension. So I did that for a few years. I worked on two Transformers movie that which brought me from France, where I'm France, to Los Angeles, where I live now. And everybody involved in that field of 3D, we knew that VR was the next frontier, was the next step in more immersion and realism in storytelling. And so I started doing testing of 360 cameras. So that's how we call cinematic VR. You know, when you film with an actual camera I mean, multiple cameras facing all direction. And when you put the VR headset, you're like in the movie. Usually it's not interactive or very little interaction provided. It's more like watching a documentary or a movie. So I did that for a few years. And then I got involved in a project for Oculus VR for Good. So that's I mean now Meta VR for good, which is a department at Oculus that was making experiences for social good causes, and that was the first time I got to direct, I mean write and direct and produce in in fully interactive game engine based VR experience. That was very successful. We won uh, Tribeca in New York. We won the Venice Film Festival, and it's available. Uh, for free, actually, on the Oculus Store. Nice. So you guys can check it out. It's it's It was so successful, and it, it really opened my eyes to the potential of, of game engine-based VR again. And I've been a gamer my whole life. Like, I've literally played video games my whole life, and it was like that moment of realization of, you know what? I really love video game. I know how to use game engines. I love VR. What if, you know, which... Should we try making a VR game? And that's how it all started a few years ago.
0: That's awesome to hear about all that history in the VR. It's gone, it goes back further than a lot of people realize because a lot of people kind of think these recent years of the Oculus is where a lot started, but people have been working on this for years. And now you're working on Fightback, which is actually going to come out on March 8th for free on App Lab. For our listeners who have never heard of Fightback, do you want to tell us what it is? In
1: Fightback, first of all, we use hand tracking. So hand tracking is this new... I mean newish um thing that is compatible with metaquest headsets where you can see your own hands. So you drop the controllers and you just look at your hands and you will see them in VR and you can interact and play the whole game using only your hands, not pushing any buttons or trigger. Um actually it's not just a the meta quest, there is a few other headsets that have that um enable as well. It's very exciting. It really pushes the the envelope when it comes to realism and immersion. Uh, in VR, it's super cool, so we decided to make a game using those mechanics, and it happens to be, I would call it an action adventure game, where you play a being of light, it's a very beautiful, whimsical, cosmic world, there's a super cool trailer that you can check out to see the visuals, you play a being of light, so your hands are made of light, and you manipulate powers of light. And you realize that stars in this universe, your sisters have disappeared. They've been captured by weird creature that we call the shadows. And you go on a journey to liberate the sisters from your constellation, so five stars from your constellation from the shadow. And every time you liberate a star, she will teach you a new cool skill, new cool technique that you will need to fight uh, in the next level. So think of it a little bit as I don't know if you guys know Senseia, the old anime where you kind of like you you climb stairs to liberate and, to, and have fights to go up in the sky. This is kind of the main inspiration for the game. It's super fun. Mm, awesome, it's
2: cool. I I love this idea of having like kind of self defense things that you're learning while playing a game that's really fun and beautiful. And uh, so fight back premiered at the Venice international film festival. I'd love to hear about how people responded to the game. Did you see people feeling empowered? What, what was that experience like? Sure. Yes. So that's the little uh, secret that you get to discover—not
1: exactly a secret—but what you get to discover through the game is that the game is actually based on the tenets of empowerment, self-defense, and it's we're really trying to use the incredible potential of VR for learning and to build muscle memory and of course, hand tracking. So you actually use this basic gesture of self-defense in the game, that's what we teach you. And the hope is as you play the game, you build up muscle memory and you will be able to use those gesture in your everyday life and hopefully get excited enough about self-defense. And maybe you will discover like your end-tap potential that you haven't quite knew existed by playing that game. Hopefully, get excited enough that you would go and get actual training in the real world. Just want to say it very clearly Fight Back is not self defense training. Uh, it, it is just using some of the talent of self defense and hopefully making you excited about it. So, yes, we presented Fight Back at the Venice Film Festival in September 2022, so last year. Uh, it was incredible. It was incredible because the Venice Film Festival audience is people who are not gamers. So they come, they are very curious people about what is that thing that, what is that virtual reality thing that's tried this. So we had a lot of people who's never tried VR before, who are not gamers. And it was, it was kind of perfect to see them go through the journey and be completely mind blown by VR, by hand tracking and by the game itself. And it was actually very interesting because as it's an action game where you fight, you physically fight, right? It was, we were, All of us were there and watching the people trying the game and we're like cheering and clapping and like helping them through the experience, you know, and it's because you can still hear people around you. And actually, that was so nice that we went back in to develop the game some more after the festival and add like recorded those cheers and added them in the game because it's such a great thing to feel supported, you know, as you go through through the fights. That's so
2: cool.
0: I love that. It's interesting you bring up that this is tied in with tenets of self-defense. It's not a trainer, but it is using some of those same motions. Nat and I actually took a self-defense course Uh, It was a lot of years ago, but there was something that the instructor, who was a former police officer and a martial arts guru, had told us that has always stuck with me, this quote about how in life, there's always a possibility of violence. And so if you don't have some comfortability with violence, you haven't had any sort of training, you won't live a full and complete life unless you have that prepared in you. What do you think about that quote in relation to this?
1: I 100% agree with this. And- a lot of people in their head think of self defense as violence in itself, you know, and it's like, and it, we, it's very important people understand that violence is always the choice of the aggressor, right? It's never, never, never the, the, the tool or the choice of the person being attacked. So getting trained in self defense is definitely not. Uh, abiding you know violence it's quite the opposite actually and the benefits or it go way beyond being able to defend yourself against an aggressor it goes into a uh, self-confidence you know the feeling of empowerment we say sometimes that you can you can you can tell if somebody's been trained in self-defense by the, just the way they walk in the street, like how confident. You know, just the body language of it. And as for me, it literally changed my life. You know, I was a, I was a very shy, bullied, young teenager, and I decided to take Kung Fu after watching The Matrix. And learning martial arts transformed me as a woman into the woman I am today. And I've barely ever used it in in real life. I still practice to this day and now I'm an an instructor myself. But it doesn't matter because it changed me in ways that I cannot even fathom. And so, yes, self-defense is getting ready for whatever could happen. But it's also transforming yourself into a more maybe more confident more empowered version Mm -hmm. of yourself and the benefit especially for people identifying as women are incredible
2: i i just love that the the matrix inspired you to learn kung fu that is so cool i love that love the matrix (laughs) i'm really excited about this game and how it's bringing the, that empowerment to people. And I just love like the physicality of it too, because in other, you know, more traditional games, you might be like, you know, having your character do these things, but it's not the same as when you're actually moving. And I'm interested to hear you kind of touched on some of your inspirations for the game. Can you tell us more about what inspired you to make this game?
1: Yeah, first of all, you're absolutely right in the sense that in VR, we are VR is by definition a first-person medium. Uh, There are some VR games or experience that is, quote-unquote, third-person. It is perfectly possible. But even if it's third-person, you are still physically present, right? You're still in there. So it is a, it, it has a whole different impact on how you learn or you know VR is actually being used to treat phobias to very successfully and it's also used to treat PTSD. So and it's proven to be extremely effective. The one thing I always say though is that if it can treat phobias and PTSD, it can also induce them, you know. So we it's it, it comes with an extra layer of responsibility for us mm. game designers and creators of I think ethics are always kind of late, you know, be, they're all like behind innovation. We just mm-hmm. have to be very careful with what we do in the VR space when it comes to that. What inspired me to 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 make this game is actually unfortunately a very sad story is that i lost Mm -hmm. somebody i knew who she was murdered by her ex-boyfriend and unfortunately it is uh, happening every day it got attacks against women and murder of women have actually tenfolded during the pandemic Mm -hmm. so as of now there is still it's in a I don't know, we we think of us as living in a modern world where there is a lot of awareness about gender equality and hashtag me too, et cetera, et cetera. But the problem of violence against um, women is is getting worse every year. Mm -hmm. And so there is a lot of things, there's a lot of solution. Self-defense alone is not a solution. There's a lot of things that needs to change, a lot of things that needs to be done but it is one piece of the puzzle. Uh, and so I was extremely motivated with making this game because if we can get a small percentage of the people playing this game to, to can take an interest in self-defense, decide to get trained, well, those are lives that can be saved. This, there is actual data of like the effectiveness of self-defense for like saving lives. Um, mm-hmm. And so really, if we can help make a little piece of that puzzle, click and get a few people interested and train and feel more empowered and confident in their own bodies, then it would be a huge success for us.
0: That's really uh, interesting what you bring up there, because that was actually something that we learned about in the training we had was the instructor said that even just taking the training will actually help lower the chances that you will ever end up in a situation.
1: Yep, 100%. This is actually super interesting to like even just that and like the just a few hours. Again, self-defense is not flying kicks. It's mm-hmm. there's a lot of things that goes to it and and one of them is setting up boundaries which is not very hard, much harder to do than we think, how to set up boundaries, and how to identify red flags and go out of situation before mm-hmm. it gets really bad. So yes, 100%.
0: Yeah, seeing seeing the situation for what it could become. And also de escalation was something that we were taught a lot, you know, how do you handle a situation to help keep that aggressor from becoming more aggressive is de-escalation. Does that play any role in this game? Is that possible in a VR game at this point?
1: It could be possible. It is, it is not part of fight back. Unfortunately, we had only picked like five basic techniques of self-defense. Actually, one of them is setting boundaries. Uh, So we have the the nonviolent or pre pre pre-violence technique in there, but we don't have the escalation. And I actually, you're absolutely right. There is a lot of things And especially the vocal techniques of what to say in a ways that deescalate the situation and prevent, you know, future violence. So yes, this is also a very big part of self-defense.
2: It's really interesting because I've had different kinds of trainings around this and such a big part of it is just like deescalation, getting out of the situation and things like that. And the physical part is only one, one part. I think it, Makes a lot of sense that that's what you're bringing into VR and bringing that those movements and everything into it and increasing people's confidence. And we've talked a little bit about the hand tracking in this game. How important is it to have the hand tracking in the game versus controllers for teaching these practical self-defense skills?
1: Excellent question. So the game can be played with controllers, so that's absolutely fine. Especially hand tracking is a bit finicky. Uh, I have good hopes that it will get much better in like the course of the next year but you need you need to have good lighting condition you need to have good contrast between your hands and the background you know there's 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 a lot of of those things that can impact the quality of the experience so that's why you can always switch to controllers if you want to the reason why we wanted to do it hand tracking from the get-go is two reasons first of all this is about physical empowerment and clearly, seeing using your own hands and and seeing your own hands makes a big difference. Suddenly, all that we far less removed than what we would be like when you play a video game with a controller, mm-hmm. where there is that kind of separation, right, between us and what's going on, even if it's first person. So it's your own hands, you're fighting, and we're using the superpower of light. So it's really fun to see when you do the correct gesture those like VFX and particles and stuff that spark and really makes you feel like a superhero. And you even Mm -hmm. like feel it on your skin. It's like tickles a little bit, you know? So that was reason number one. Reason number two is we really wanted to try and make that game accessible to even non-gamers, it's I'm I'm a hardcore gamer. I have no problem with buttons and triggers and stuff. But it's it's been my understanding that some people who come from more casual gaming or not gaming at all sometimes figure out which push the A button. Okay, what does mm-hmm. what, what, what does that mm. mean, you know? And and I've put a lot of people in in headset over the years of going to festival and showing my my work to people. I've seen thousands and thousands of people putting a headset for the first time and fidgeting with the controllers, not understanding what to do. And so it was also kind of like, okay, well now it's your own hands. And we had to design the game in the way that it's very tricky, by the way, when you do a game and you don't have any buttons, it's like, shit, how are we going to design this? How do we Hmm. open the menu for God's sake? (laughs) It's just really hard. So we had to redesign all the interaction and the inputs but also I think that it's going to make it much, much easier for non-gamers and beginners to get a hang of the game.
2: Mm.
0: Yeah, yeah, I've seen that with hand tracking too. We've actually helped demo VR at conventions and when you can put someone in a hand tracking, game, it's just so much easier yeah. when they're new to mm-hmm. VR. For our listeners out there who aren't seeing this on YouTube, aren't seeing the trailer, I want to make one thing clear. This is not drunken bar fight. You're not in with real people <laughs> approaching you and getting in your face. This is made in such a way that you're seeing these like celestial beings and it's really cool that you t- decide to do that because it doesn't feel like a threatening experience on the surface when you mm-hmm. look at it, but I see how in the trailer you are using defense and you are, you're being empowered to still combat these beings that are coming after you but it's not someone's in your face how did you come up with that design and how does that play into all of this
1: no that's a very very good point because we didn't want people to get really scared and Mm -hmm. have the opposite effect we were trying to -hmm. get people to have fun and feel strong Mm -hmm. and the opposite effect is you you feel like Shit. You feel really bad and you feel terrible and and you know you're like, oh I'm terrible at this, blah blah blah. So we, very quickly we decide to stay away from realism and be in a completely poetic metaphorical world. So that was step number one. Those shadows, they attack you and by absorbing your light and your light is, are your power, so it's all a giant metaphor, obviously, but it is revealed that they are the shadows are just, just those little voice that you hear in your head. So you're fighting yourself in the game. You're fighting those thoughts that tell you that you're not strong enough, that you're not going up, that you're not going to make it. So you're fighting them. So those are not some kind of monsters chasing you or some kind of stranger attacking you in a dark alley. Uh, it's very much, you're very much encouraged to fight those dark thoughts and regain your light and, and and shine, you know, shine as much as you can.
2: I love that so much that it's so nice to bring bring this into like more of a positive light. And I think that can help people in so many ways, because, you know, we have all these negative thoughts that come up all the time. And this is almost like, you know, like a way of training your brain to like, hey, you know, you can use these concepts for anything to help, you know, bring more positivity, which is, Really great. And I i feel like when I play this game, I'm probably going to be bawling during it because I love things that just feel empowering. So... I'm really excited for that. I'm that excited for you to try <laughs> it too.
0: Something you brought up there, it brought up something really personal in my mind and I, I, I'm I surprised I'm going to share this on the podcast right now, but you mentioned how you didn't want people to feel bad when they got in and tried this. And if, they, if it was a real person they were going up against or something, it would be more scary and it wouldn't feel good to have to fight them. And as a kid, I had a lot of really bad dreams And in my dreams, there was always Mm. someone coming at me and no matter if I was hitting them with some object or punching, no matter what I did, it never hurt them probably due to some, some rough things in early childhood. But because of that, I, I just randomly, when I tried thrill of the fight for first time in VR and I was throwing punches in that, that I thought were very effective punches and very fast and hard. And it just seemed like they weren't doing anything to my opponent. It kind Mm. of brought back that into my mind Mm. and made me feel really bad in the game. And like, I was like I was ineffective and I was powerless and helpless and it felt really awful. Mm-hmm. And since then I've been doing a supernatural VR boxing and then that you're not fighting people. You have these objects coming at you. You see if your percentage or your speed has gone up and down. And I've seen after six months of doing it nearly every day, my percentages I and mean, everything are really high in it now. And I feel really good about that, but I still am worried about trying to go back to thrill of the fight again mm-hmm. after how that made me feel. So I want to praise and yeah. really tell you that that was a really wise decision you did to make mm-hmm. this a really positive experience with these celestial looking beings in these shadows where it's not actual people you're fighting and potentially feeling powerless in the mm-hmm. situation. Yeah.
2: Yeah,
1: that was that, that's that was a tricky line. to. Uh, we, we were really trying to keep it fun and challenging, but remove those negative emotions. So another thing that we did, there is no game over. It was very important to us because Mm -hmm. what does that mean? You know, it's horrible what what it could Mm -hmm. mean in the metaphor, you know? So it's instead, it's like when you don't have any light left, you are taken in this like bubble of light where you are told to like control your breathing and like relax for a minute. And then you do a special gesture that we teach you which is actually like the, the, the traditional martial arts in the salute. And mm. you do that gesture for a few seconds and you will like resplend. So you always have more light. It's, so you will never run out of light. You just need to like take a moment and relax and, and then go back in, in the fight. So that was also an important thing for us. No game overs.
2: I love that. I am so excited. I'm even more excited than I already was to play this. I can't wait. I'm glad that it's coming very soon. <laughs> so awesome i'm definitely gonna just be i'm gonna be like i love things that feel empowering like a there will be like a song lyric that's something like that song from frozen i'm always like oh my gosh uh like (laughs) anything that's people like getting their power or getting their power back i just love so i'm so excited thank you
1: i just want to add also that we actually recorded the voices and everything, the, the characters in three languages, because I don't really don't like subtitles mm. in, in VR. So we have French, English and Spanish. And wow. we, it was just important for us. That it was again, accessible to as many people. I wish we could have done way more languages. Hope Maybe we'll come down, down the line. I don't know. But for now, it's uh, those three are dubbed in those languages. That's
2: awesome.
0: That is really cool. And I think that from what you've said here and from some of the experience we have talking about with self-defense and stuff too, you've you've taken some really interesting concepts and weaved them into something that people will probably see as a fun, approachable game. They may not even realize what all the story is that they're learning or taking on here. But I am really impressed by what you've done and how much thought you've put into this. It definitely shows that it's personal to you.
1: hmm Super, super personal. Yeah. And, you know, it doesn't matter if you understand the metaphors when you play the game or if you get all of the. it doesn't matter. Right. It's it's just every little piece participates into building that experience. And if you're just fighting shadows and, and kicking their butts, it's perfectly fine.
2: You know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yes, yes. Oh, it's been such a pleasure to talk to you about this. I'm very excited for this to come out on March 8th. Is there anything else you were hoping we'd make sure we'd talk about while we're here? Anything else you wanted to share?
1: No, listen, I'm just really excited for people to finally get try it. We've been working on it for many years. Um, we actually are continuing. There will be more coming down the road. I can't say more about it, but this has really opened the eyes of a lot of people on the potential of hand tracking and that specific mm. universe that we've built. So we are working on something new and super excited. But for now it's March eighth, International Women's Day. Let's let's rare, rare awareness about physical empowerment and self confidence for anyone identifying as woman and hopefully they get to have
0: fun go download it and try it out today and let us know what you think but thank you again this has been an absolute pleasure
2: thank you so much both of you thank you this has been so great I'm so excited
0: and if you're out there listening you can come join our discord or you can come see this on YouTube tell us in the comments what you think when you get a chance to try it because I think this is a really cool concept and it's showing us a little bit of the future of where VR will start to meld a little bit of that gaming side and real life training side there's a lot of in the future so if you haven't gotten to vr yet it's time just dive on in dive on
2: in